0: Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. I have been having the best few weeks, guys, and I'm so excited to hop on and talk to you guys today. I know the past few podcast episodes, I've had really cool guests, lovely women come on, and I hope that you've been having as much fun listening to them as I had connecting with them and talking with them. Please let me know by rating and reviewing this podcast, and that way the word can spread on these episodes to other people who might be in your shoes as well. Today, I wanna start off by just recapping you the past few weeks, my life personally. I've been really focusing on friendships this month and the sun is out, the days are getting longer. I've been spending a lot of time up in SF If you've been following me on my Instagram stories, you'll see that I'm always in the marina. I've been taking a lot of walks looking over the Golden Gate Bridge with girls that I've met on TikTok. There's been so many picnics and gatherings with new friends I've made from the internet who are also in the Bay Area. And one of the weeks we went to a brewery, one of the weeks we had a big picnic overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge in the marina. I am just so happy meeting new people and connecting with women who are really killing it in the world, making a difference, whether it's cancer research or being a food scientist. I've met so many people who are in the tech field engineers or people who are in marketing and PR, not to mention the people I've been interviewing, you know, Young, who's a model in New York, and just recently, Melanie, who's a social media strategist in Canada. I just feel... This spirit awakening from within, that kind of dormant hermit that was basically my entire existence during the past two years. Now I feel really excited to meet new people and make new connections and. Tomorrow, I'm going to a dinner party with some girls. These are the things that I used to dream of as a kid. And even a few months ago, I dreamed of connecting with new friends, having this strong, close-knit group of women who are doing amazing things in the world. And here we are, guys. I know I'm very privileged to say that I've been having all of these opportunities, especially with the weather in California and just how open people are to meeting new people here in this area. But I encourage you, if you've been feeling like you're in a rut with relationships or friendships or just connecting with new people, perhaps there are people out there and I can promise you everyone is itching to make new friends. If you feel a lot of fulfillment by connecting with others, then I encourage you to maybe take one baby step towards reconnecting with a friend or connecting with a new friend or meeting people out in the wild. Who knows? If anything, I know that the best times in my life when my relationship with food has been at, at its best, it's usually when I'm most socially fulfilled. And so if you're anything like me, I this is your push, this is your sign from the universe to take that next step. The past few months of this year, I've taken a lot of time to reflect on my life, who I want to be, what I want to prioritize, and I've started to really think about what makes me happy. You know, I've been chasing a lot of things for a lot of years, be it career success or financial success or the success of this business. I think I was very goal-oriented for a very long time. As I've been working more in my business, Craving Food Freedom, I've had moments, I've had seasons where I've been grinding, 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 taking clients on, creating a course, doing this podcast, making TikTok content, making Instagram content. For many, many months in 2021, I was just grinding all the time. And that's my dog agreeing in the background with her cough. (laughs) And this year, 2022, I had a come to Jesus moment where my body just did not want to grind anymore. And instead of doing everything that I should be doing, making Instagram content every day, making TikTok content every day, there were so many things I thought I should do, you know, provide value to you guys, only provide you tips, only provide you things that would benefit your life. I am still 100% behind all of that and creating quality content for you guys, but this year I'm just getting a little bit more open. I am going to try and let you guys into my life and my thoughts a little bit more because I, I think that helps you get a sense of more show, not just tell. You might know from my content that I'm always telling you three tips, do this, do that. Those are very just knowledge-based nuggets of information, but by telling you what I'm doing, what I'm struggling with what I'm seeing with my patients what I'm experiencing that experience part that I'm sharing with you hopefully will highlight and show you more of what it's what it's like to live a more intentional and intuitive life especially with food body image self-worth and confidence so I'm just going to be sharing more snippets of my life with you guys moving forward so looping back around to finding more fun ease and joy in this business I have been making TikToks just for fun now. I don't have that added pressure of providing value for every single post, even though I know that's still super important, but I'm just being a little bit more flexible with it. With my podcast, I realize that I just love the ease of recording my thoughts, what I've been noticing with patients over the past week, what I've been noticing with myself. And another component to it is I want to connect with people and honestly make virtual friends off of this podcast platform. And so that's why I've been pushing myself to reach out to new people. And, you know, there's a few more podcasts lined up in the future, and I'm so beyond excited for them. They're going to involve talks about self-love and eating disorder recovery with people that are not in my industry necessarily at all. I just have such an interest in other people's lives and call me nosy, but I love getting to know people who don't have a very similar background to me, who are doing very different things, but we can connect on the things that we're working on. So the people I'll be interviewing will be coming from all walks of life. To put this into the universe, I have a feeling you'll be seeing food bloggers or influencers or content creators or more models or maybe even people from the tech world, the world that I work in. I imagine that the future guests coming up will be very diverse. I imagine the common thread amongst all of my future guests will be that we've had maybe struggled with food and body. Maybe we are working on self-worth and confidence. Those are the type of people that I want to learn from. Those are also the types of friends I want to make too. people who are looking closely at their lives and seeing what they can improve and seeing what they can unlearn and getting over our traumas and moving forward. So look forward to all of that, and already I have a few more guests lined up, so stay excited. But today, I want to do a Q&A podcast episode. There's been a few questions I've gotten over the past few weeks through my Instagram DMs, and I want to address them here. The first question is, I ate a big meal, and even though I knew I wasn't hungry anymore, I felt mentally ravenous. How do I control that? So I think this question has more to do with perceived um, and psychological hunger. If you've experienced this or you're currently experiencing this, I have a feeling that you've recently or in the past come off of a diet or a period of restriction. And perhaps during that period, you were always a little bit hungry. So you were just running hungry all the time. The body kind of remembers that feeling and it gets scared, right? Our body doesn't like to feel hungry. It wants to feel safe and cozy and comfortable and full and satisfied. And so I have a feeling your subconscious in right now is really revved up and trying to keep you safe by increasing your appetite, by increasing your hunger. It's actually been shown that people who have had a history of dieting and pushing their bodies to the limit their body actually secretes more hunger hormones and less of the appetite-suppressing hormone. So what that means is it just revs up your appetite and it's hard to feel full, <laughs> which probably is what this listener is experiencing. So if you just ate a big meal and even though you knew you weren't hungry your body is probably still amped up and it needs a long time to feel safe again. So think about how long you've been dieting or or restricting. Maybe it's been a few months. Maybe it's been a few years. Give your body a similar, if not longer amount of time to calm down. Because as we know with trauma, right, our body holds on to trauma, whether it was in childhood and it comes up in adulthood over and over again, your body is still kind of shaken by it. Same thing with I don't want to be dramatic, but food restriction, quote unquote, trauma um, that could be lingering in your body. So as long as you train your body and you continuously let it know that, okay, you're safe. There will be food. There will always be food. There'll be the next meal. And I will give you just enough. Then um, it will quiet down. And for example, in my scenario, To this day, I still feel like that. I mean, honestly, this year, 2021 until now, my fear of hunger has significantly reduced. My levels of hunger have also significantly reduced. So, I mean, that took me like five years. (laughs) So it took me five years. And so just give it time, be patient, and let things calm down. A second question is, How to stop caring about the calories of the meal or just the numbers in general. So this is really unlearning your thoughts, right? Unlearning all of the information you know about food. I think for most of us, if you're a listener, you probably are super well informed about food and calories and macros and all the things. I bet you can list things off and rattle them off easy peasy, but that also means that we're basing a lot of things off of logic, right? You're using your mind to make all of your decisions and not what your body wants or what your heart wants. And so, yeah, you can eat like a meal's worth of rice crackers and that's really low in calories, but is it really fulfilling or satisfying? You know, maybe if you love rice crackers, great, fantastic. But most people like rice crackers for a meal is probably not going to do it. It's That's not it. <laughs> but how to basically start to unlearn this. I think a lot of it is based in control, right? Knowing the exact numbers is really comforting. It's soothing. It's very logical. It's very anchoring for a lot of people. But the question I want you to ask yourself if you find yourself still tracking is, what's the fear if I stop today, right now? What is the worst thing that's gonna happen? I'm just trying to think back in the height of my calorie counting and macros and stuff. I thought that if I ate X amount of extra calories or if I went over what I allotted myself, then it'll all show up on my body, right? That extra X amount of calories, that X amount of carbs, they'll just kind of store, Um, as weight on my body, and I didn't want that to happen. And plus, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust myself to know to eat enough because I felt like I was always hungry. So going back to that first question, when you are dieting or restricting for a long time, naturally your appetite is revved up significantly, and the hormone that causes you to feel fullness is also suppressed. So you're kind of in a lose-lose situation where, yes, your body actually is significantly more hungry, and it's harder to feel full, and you're scared of that. Because you're so scared of it, you don't want to let go of this calorie counting thing because who knows how much you're going to eat, and who knows if you're not going to just clear out the fridge and turn into a whale. (laughs) I know I'm laughing. It's not funny. If you're in that situation, it's such a tough spot to be in because you feel trapped. You want to feel free. You want to stop the thinking, but you're also scared of your own body and your appetite. And so what would I do in that situation? I'm thinking for some reason, my mind's going to like bungee jumping or like diving out of an airplane. I've never done those things. And I just wonder, how do people overcome fears like that, right? How do people do that? I am a scaredy cat, so I don't think I would ever be able to dive out of an airplane for funsies. But I imagine the mindset of someone who's doing that and facing whatever fear head on is they let go of the fear. They forget about the worst case scenario, So for example, some someone jumping out of a plane, they probably are thinking about the pros, you know, how fun it's gonna be, the air in their face, the once-in-a-lifetime experience of being so high up in the sky, and they kind of detach from the fear, because you know, the fear may or may not happen, but it probably won't, and they're not gonna let it bother them. Same thing with Alex Honnold. Well, actually, Alex, that rock climbing guy, the free solo where he climbs up Whatever rock without a harness, he, he's different because I think his fear, his amygdala system in his brain, that fear part of the brain is actually dialed down compared to most people. But again, you know, fear is dialed down. So, what you can do to start breaking free from the calorie counting and the numbers is let's just dial down the fear. Sure, you may gain weight. Sure, it may happen. But at the end of the day, can we just let that go? Let that kind of just be in the very background. As Evelyn Tripoli, one of the co-founders of Intuitive Eating, has said in the past, let that be like a tab in the background. You know how you have, or at least I have like 20,000 tabs open and some are just like in the background and I forget it even exists? Let that fear be a tab in the background and let the excitement of not feeling so stressed about food be the driver, be the positive motivator. Let that be your home screen. Let that be the thing that you're seeing first thing when you open up your internet browser. So detaching from the fear, it may or may not happen, but so what? So what if it happens? If it does, what's what's going to change? Will your partner love you less? Will your family love you less? Will your friends love you less? If they do, break up with them. <laughs> Um, so if, if they do, you know, that they're not true homies, you know, something is a little bit off. Um, and then if you're feeling like, oh, well then I can't be confident or cute or wear the same clothes. So what? There's plenty of amazing clothes out there that are made for diverse bodies and you can make anything work if you try hard enough and if you just put your mind to it. There is room for everyone. you in a smaller body, you in a larger body. It's just your mindset. You could be the happiest person in a bigger body and the most miserable miserable person in a supermodel body. So it really comes down to doing the hard work first of shifting your mindset. And I promise you, once you shift your mindset, you'll be happy in whatever body you end up being in. And easier said than done. Again, I'm rolling my eyes at myself from saying that. So just take that and run with it however you like. I have a feeling my girls in the collective will want to chat more about these questions this week. And so if you want to hop in on this conversation and dive deeper into these topics, I invite you to come join me in the collective on Mondays where we talk about the stuff live, me and some of the women from this community. And there's a seven day free trial right now. So hop on while it's still available and you get to join in on one of these calls for free. So I will see y'all next week. Thank you for letting me into your ears. Have a lovely week ahead.